I am so very happy to be here with you again. We're here in nuestro diario caminar. It's a beautiful day in South Texas. The freshness that we still have a little bit of it. I think we are like 80 some degrees outside. Yeah, about 80 something. Yeah. Right? Yes. And this morning I'm so happy because Letty is with us. Yes. Good morning. How are you, Letty? I'm doing good. Enjoy enjoying the morning, yeah, because it's I went for a walk this morning and it's still nice and Breezy, not hot, and uh, yeah. Thank you for being here. And uh, Letty is a woman that I admire so much. And I met her a couple of years ago, actually, when she was in college. <laughs> I think we go back like 30 years at least. Yes. Yes. And um, I always wonder what a girl from Chicago was doing in Texas. It's like, who doesn't want to be in Chicago? Chicago is beautiful. It is. It is a, a. It's. It is a beautiful city, but you have to consider that when you grow up in a barrio, it's not so enchanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the same as when we go visit, right? Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, she was part of Mi Diario Caminar en esta vida. She was part of 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 my life in. I have thought about Letty many times because she's a great example of motherhood. First of a woman, the way she is hurting herself is just amazing. And what I have loved about you always is your calmness. I remember when I met you, I was like, wow, this girl is just pretty nice. <laughs> and very dedicated. Mm-hmm. When I met you, Letty, I had a baby. You were pregnant with your second son. I remember. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. And we lived in campus. Yes, you guys lived on the ca- on campus in the uh, family family apartments. Uh, I don't yes. remember what they were called. Yes. Yes, where all the families lived, now in the dorms. Yes. And uh, you were born in Chicago, right? I was born and raised in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. But your parents were not from there. No, my parents were both from Comfort, Guanajuato. Small little town, but yeah. And uh, grew up speaking Spanish, um, and of course, in uh, it took me years. I think it took us all years to find out that my dad actually did speak English, because <laughs> mm. we were, uh, yeah, we were at home. We were, you know, we we wanted something, and we needed to say it in Spanish because otherwise, he pretended he didn't understand, and so that was a big surprise when. I heard him speak English. I was like, hey, wait a minute. How come you can speak it and you tell us you don't understand? But yeah, but. How beautiful. Uh huh. Such a wonderful way of, of you speak first Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to school. As a matter of fact, uh, when I started kinder, um, my dad sent us to a Catholic uh, school. Uh, it was a big sacrifice for him. I know it was because there was seven of us. And um, only my dad had a job. One, because of the time. And two, because my mother had a, uh, she had had a stroke. Um, so it left her left side paralyzed. Mm. But my that did not mean that my mother was not an active mother. She w- was involved. My favorite memory of my mother is uh, when I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And uh, always a little Christmas play, you know, that gets done. I think like the Eighth graders do nativity. Well, kindergarten, we did an Aesop fable, which was the lion and the mouse. It's going to be the mouse. So mm-hmm. kind of the star of the show, right? <laughs> and my dad worked nights and he said I couldn't because he, he couldn't take us so that I to tell the teacher that I couldn't be the mouse. Oh. And um, so, yeah, I went to bed sad. My mother went to the bed. She's like, don't tell the teacher that you can't do it. Let, let's see what we can do. So, yeah, sure enough. My mom, like I said, she was paralyzed on her left side. It was Christmas play, so it was December. So it was already cold, super cold in Chicago. And um, and she had a hard time walking when it would get cold. She, mm-hmm. She'd uh, stiffen up. and But anyway, she took me. Well, she took us all. She, there was nobody to leave us with. Walking. So, yeah, we walked to school. And it wasn't a far walk, but it seemed like a walk because my mom was very slow. Oh. But... My mom got me there. I was the star of the play. And yes. uh, yeah, to me, that has always been my example of if my mom could do that, 
then I can do just about anything also for my children. What a beautiful and amazing story. I am, um, and just, just on its own, I mean, a, a person that doesn't have any kind of impairment walking, walking in the winter in Chicago is yeah, harsh. You, you, you think about it twice. <laughs> right. Now, it's amazing. You know, I love that. Um, one of the reasons why uh, I wanted you to talk with us, to share with you, because another reason why I admire you is because you are, um, academically, you are a woman that is prepared. You studied many years. Yes, I have a master's right? degree, a master's in science. Yeah, she has a master's in science, and um, and she is a stay-at-home mom. Yes. And I love it. And I'm very proud to say that I'm a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And I have been asked, what are you doing at home with a master's degree? Okay. And I think it's a question that has many answers. Yes. But no, maybe the answer is that the person asking wants. Right, exactly. Has it been more women asking you this or men? Women. Women are, are baffled by the idea that I have a master's degree and I, I'm at home with my children, mm -hmm. who, by the way, now are not young, but um, I'm still home because I still have one last one as a senior in high school. And uh, if I was there for the first one all the way through, I'm going to be there for the last one. How all many the way kids through. you have yet? Tell us. Four. Three mm -hmm. boys, one girl. But you didn't stay at home at the beginning, too. No, I didn't. I thought, you know, at first, I was like, okay. Society told me, okay, get an education, get a job. And in the early 90s, 80s, 90s, that's what everybody was doing, all the women. It's like, okay, you are a superwoman, and you can hold a, a, a full-time job and raise your family and have the perfect house. So, yeah, I bought into it. and. um So yeah, four four and a half years, I uh, I was working, and uh, and you already had one baby. At the time, I already had three because uh, the oldest was born ninety four, ninety six, ninety eight. Okay. So, yeah. So. Yeah. And um, and and what was it? Was it really what they used to say that we're super? Did you you experience that? We are. Yeah, we are super woman, but. Not in the sense that society wanted to make us believe, isn't it? Exactly. They wanted us to believe that you could do everything and have a perfect life. You know, that your house could be perfectly clean and you can hold down a full-time job and you can raise your family, you know, and everything's perfect. On the outside, but no, you, nobody sees what's going on behind the doors. And even though your husband was helping you. Yeah, he did. He was very helpful. I mean, he would take, you know, it was basically, okay, come home, I cook, and you wash the dishes afterwards while I go up and bathe the kids. And right. <clears throat> yes. So, yeah. And I imagine that uh, also having to go with to work because you have a responsibility also at work. You need to be there every day and, you know, because also a lot of things depend on, on what you're doing at work, but... How do you, uh, how does a mom, especially that you and your husband were alone? You don't have like a close family right, member we where you were living. Right, didn't have any family close by. No, no, no support outside. Mm -hmm. It was just me and him. Mm -hmm. And when the kids got sick, what did you do? Had to take what the day off. Uh -huh. Had to take the day off. And I mean, and I, I don't want to knock him, but yeah, one time I sent him to the doctor, you know, Because, I mean, he was trying to help, but yeah, I was like, okay, it's your turn to take him to the doctor. Mm -hmm. well, well, but what did he say? Well, something like this. And why is he giving him this medicine? Well, I don't know. He just said, take the medicine. Mm -hmm. They give him this medicine. I was like, but you didn't ask this and you didn't ask this. And did you ask this? And, <laughs> you know, but I think that's just men are in general are don't, don't go into so much detail like a mom. It is because it's such a beautiful way that we are. I mean, our nature, we just, uh, by nature, we just kind of have all of these inner gifts that we just don't somebody tell us something especially the doctor and I was like no okay why why mm -hmm. these how consequences yes no and uh, I, I do I mean I see all of that many times but it is so beautiful that we men and women are created to be complementary mm -hmm. and also in marriage mm -hmm. what one can do the other can and then it right. just overall it's just amazing 
And by the way, in regards to children, it just makes sense that we girls are the ones that are by nature when your baby, the first one, the second, the third one, the fourth one, you knew when they were going to get up, wake up, mm -hmm. even before they started crying, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, I don't know, you could just like hear them kind of moving in their crib or in bed and mm -hmm. you knew something that you're like, oh, something's not right. Let me get up and check on them. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, okay, so you had a one and then the other babies and uh, try to do it. And when was the moment that you said, you know what, this is not happening. This is a lie. Mm -hmm. This is not what they told us that we could do. Society told us you can do all of this. You can be a superwoman. In that aspect, mm -hmm. was there a moment that you decided or was it something because you decided to stay home? Yes. Was it progressive or there was just a day that you say, I'm setting this time and that's it? How, I think how it kind of worked itself into that because my oldest was constantly sick at the daycare. He was always had a runny nose. It was his allergies until he was on, on and off antibiotic. And um, yeah. But what really did it was that I I realized one day that I have I was raised with a certain set of values and that's what I wanted for my children. But they were spending more time in daycare than they were in my care. Mm -hmm. So whose values were they learning? Mm -hmm. Not mine. No. I mean, not, not to knock that, you know, the daycare wasn't doing a good job or anything. They were, they, they, but I wanted them to learn my values, the mm -hmm. values I grew up with, mm -hmm. the values my husband and I had. And, um, so yeah. And that's, that's what it was. I remember in those years, it was this, um, kind of a propaganda that quality time, even though you don't give them all the time. What do you think about that? Because you leave that and you try to give them quality time. Right. So what do you think about that? I think that that's a good idea, but it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Because you know in the back of your head that you still have, you know, something to clean up, something to do, or you still have to get ready for tomorrow. And you're trying to enjoy your time with them there, but at, you have that in the back of your mind. So you're not really giving them your whole self. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it sounds good, but it's not real, <laughs> in um, my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that personally. I just uh, decided to stay home for many years mm -hmm. and be with my kids as well. And I was criticized. So what is some of the questions that they ask us? Why are you here? Don't you know that you have a gift? Don't you know that you are so capable? Don't you know that, wow, you're wasting your life? Mm-hmm. So what do you that. have to say to that? Have to say to that then? And even now, because you decided your kids are older, the youngest one is... He's 17. 17 right now. Mm -hmm. But you're still at home. I'm still at home because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, my sister told me, she's like, because we, and we did, we've fallen on hard times where uh, my husband lost his job and he was the sole income. Um, well, I'll take that back because by this time I was substitute teaching, mm -hmm. just kind of... To have a little, little more money come in, mm -hmm. and um, but at that time, I, to me, it was perfect because I could come and go have the same hours as my children, yes, and uh, still be at home with them. What a well-prepared substitute teachers with all the status you have. <laughs> it is, and it's fun to me. It's fun um, going into different classrooms, seeing different children, and just interacting with. A whole bunch of different children mm -hmm. on a daily basis. I mean, you know, it's... And I think you chose the perfect way of being active in a part-time job. I remember when I was in college, I was in the cafeteria of the education building. Mm -hmm. And there comes a girl and she's just kind of started a conversation with me. And then she tells me, what are you studying? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on early childhood education. Right? And she says, I think I'm going to become a teacher. And I said, really? Uh, wow. And what are your reasons? And she says... So I can have a lot of vacations. <laughs> and I was like, please don't do that. Uh -huh. Is that your only reason? You have to have a heart. Yes. So you chose the perfect part-time because you have a heart and you have your personality and your beliefs. And uh, 
to do the best and, and for kids. Yes. You know, and, and I think that shows uh, also where, where you work. So anyways, I just thought about it and I was like, wow, don't, don't, don't choose to do things just because it's convenient for certain reason and not for what it is in your heart. Mm -hmm. Definitely in your heart, it was to have that time with your kids. Yes, that's exactly what it and, was. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of persons, women especially, might say, well, yeah, but you have to work. Because if both of you don't work, then how are you going to manage the situation's expenses and have a home and everything? What do you have to say about that? Well, yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it depends on... If you want it, you sacrifice mm -hmm. things, certain things. And so... Yeah, so you don't go to the mall as often, mm -hmm. or you don't go to the mall. Mm -hmm. There's other stores to shop at, right? <laughs> and uh, you just learn to uh, to be more economical to on, in every aspect. I mean, everything you know, as far as even your groceries. I'm like, okay, yeah, it is good to you know. Everybody needs a break and needs wants to go out and eat every now and then. It doesn't have to be every day or every other day. I mean. It should be something, and, and it does make it more special when it's not every day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just more enjoyable that it way. It is. And also, you know, the opportunity that you have in your family to really eat healthy meals. Mm -hmm. The menu that you prepare, that you are thinking, and you try to do, buy the best products. And mm -hmm. we don't always have that in the restaurants. Right. And, and I think it's mm -hmm. just also another way that you bring the family together when you're eating at home. Yes. yes. Isn't it? It is. It is. And I mean, even in the summer, the kids were around and they would help prepare. Mm -hmm. So that keeps them interested in what they're eating. And uh, and it's funny because my my children would get upset because they would be invited to a little birthday party. I'm like, OK, you can go. But OK, before you leave, have a little salad. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you're the only mother in the world who makes us eat a salad before we go to a party. I was like, well, it's not, you know, I was like, because one, you don't know what you're going to eat. But two. What if you're, you know, they take long. So this way, at least you have a little something in your mm -hmm. stomach and you're not starving, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually got thanked by my oldest son now that he's 25 years old. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, mom, he's like, I know I used to complain a lot, but, you know, thank you for teaching me to eat properly. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, you're welcome. I mean, that's Beautiful. the best when they actually recognize that. All these years, you're just trying to do the best for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't always because, you know, sometimes, you know, our ideas were a little messed up, mm -hmm. but our intention was always trying the best for them. And isn't it true that, I mean, we have children. I know also personally, we and our kids, different ages, children, teenagers, we don't necessarily follow the same schedule, especially right. when it comes to their personalities. One kid might be more talkative or being open to conversation with you maybe in the morning mm -hmm. or maybe the other one in the evening. Right. And when you're rushing, going here and there, all of that gets put aside or maybe it doesn't give an opportunity for that communication that is essential with your children. Exactly. Yeah. Because you have, like you said, you have morning, you're the early bird who is chatty in the morning and then the one who doesn't like to get up in the morning and does not have the personality. That's my daughter. She's not a morning person. Never has been. And, um, uh, but in the evening she chats away and I can sit up and stay with her, especially now because I, I don't, I have the luxury of saying, well, I don't want to go to work today or yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go today because I'm going to spend time with my kids because mm -hmm. they're coming home from college. And I just say, you know, I was like, yeah, I haven't seen them in months. I, I want to stay home with them. How beautiful because, uh, You can't buy that with anything. I mean, no. the time with your kids is something that you have. I remember when my child, my first one, went off to college. Mm -hmm. I thought, only 18 years I had him, and now he's going across all these states. And I was like, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. I had a sense that I was with them in their mornings, their evenings, their sickness, their growing up, their doubts that I tried to be as much as they needed me and beautifully helping them be themselves and be independent. Yes. Because what do you think? I mean, there is a lot of moms, even when they work, or dads as well, that they do everything for their kids. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I am very much into being independent, but I like I tell my kids, independent does not mean you do, you're 
because you're doing things by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to me giving is teaching them to giving them direction, letting them do it, kind of just stand back and if they make a mistake. It's okay. You know what? Then go, then you step in and help them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, that is so very important because, uh, one might think, well, she's a home. She can do everything for them. No, because then you don't help them solve their own problems. Like you say, they need all of these experiences on their own. So I think there is a very fine line on when we are just trying to do everything for them. Stay at home moms or not. No. Moms at work. And we have to be very careful, I think. Yes. We, yeah, it's definitely, you need to let them, it's part of letting them grow up. And unfortunately, and because, I mean, my kids have told me, they're like, you can tell when parents have done everything for their children because they go off to college and they don't know how to do anything. It's Mm -hmm. not even make themselves a sandwich, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, they're lost and clueless. And I think going back in my case where we learned at a very young age, my sisters and my brother, myself, um, because my mom was paralyzed from her left side Mm -hmm. and we helped her do a lot. But when we were in school, she did everything on her own. But Mm -hmm. summers, yeah, she taught us. We had, everybody had their day to cook. Everybody had their day to uh, do laundry, you know, and we, we would take turns. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, when I left home, I knew how to do everything because my mom taught me how to do everything because she let me do things. Yes. I was like, that's what I want for my children. And, you know, I also admire so much what you have told me about your father, how he, how he was. Yes. He's, he was, I think he's old fashioned, but progressive for a man. I like that. Uh huh. Yes. Because he watched over us like a hawk, uh, having six daughters. Mm-hmm. And he was very overprotective. But at the same time, he told us, you're going to get an education. Because you don't need to depend on anybody. Wow. You can depend on yourself. Y que Dios lo tenga en su santa gloria a tu padre. Gracias. Y a tu madre. And I, and I passed this on to my kids. Before he let us drive, before you got behind the steering wheel of a car, mm-hmm. you had to learn to take, remove a tire, take it off, and then put it back on. Awesome. Yes. Because that was, of course, I I don't know how expensive or not. Like I said, we grew up in a barrio before AAA and all this roadside stuff. And, um, you know, if he was at work, he wasn't going to be able to get out of work and come help you. Right. You needed to be able to help yourself. And so before you even got to get behind the steering wheel, you learned to change a tire. You learned how to maintain your car Mm -hmm. as far as oil and making sure all the fluids were... At level and, you know, so when he let you borrow the car, yes, but did you check everything first? Yes. Before you leave, you check everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So nice. And uh, and he worked a lot because you went to Catholic school, right? Yes. All of you? Yes. Like I said, he he worked a lot. He, he got any overtime he could. And um, he also worked at home on weekends or in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um as a shade tree mechanic. He mm-hmm. learned he he learned to fix cars with an uncle. And of course he never studied that because he only went to school up until the third grade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then was brought over uh to Texas when he was twelve. Um but uh yeah so he did not he never he never had a formal education and uh but yet he was a very smart man. <laughs> Yes, I love so much that you're telling us a little bit about the wonderful time that that you lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But then I think that yeah, that's the influence that uh, that I think we had on you though, for your decisions to, yes. to decision to to be with your kids. Yes, we're here again in Nuestro Diario Caminar with Letty and just enjoying this beautiful conversation about her life, about her parents, about her decisions to stay at home. And um, so I want to take again this question that 
the U.S. had been asked, why did you stay at home? What is your response to, to this question? It used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore because, I just, you know, to me, the, the answer is I am well prepared to raise my children. Yes. That's what I'm doing at home with my education. That's what it is. Because I, I can say that, you know, I use my education as far as, you know, to help them research things uh, or I research things to be able to give them the best advice yes. in whatever it is they ask me And about. your kids have been in very competitive schools. Yes. Well, especially the high schools that have prepared them well to continue with their education. And uh, But I think I, what you had also given them is your values as a person, as a human being. Yes. And overall, your time. Yes. And and that I'm seeing now that it you you get it back because they take mm -hmm. the time to come home and visit. And I think one of the best Mother's Day presents that I got was my oldest son. It was his second year away at uh, Texas State, and he drove. He got up early on May 10th mm -hmm. and uh, drove down, spent the day with me. We went to the movies. We went to eat. We talked. He had coffee. And then he had class the next day. So that evening. Wow. And to me, that was, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better gift. That's a present that doesn't have value. No. Wow. How beautiful. You know, this is the, estos son los dividendos. This is your gift that you collect, the gift of all the so, the so that you did. You know, and I know that uh, that doesn't mean that a, a woman that stays home, a mom that, is, that doesn't stay home is not going to have great kids. No, we don't mean that. It's, no, no. It's, I think it's all about how you see, I think it's about letting go of the, being the superwoman, being perfect. Mm -hmm. Because there is no such thing as being perfect. I think you have to decide what's priority. A clean house, the magazine looking house, mm -hmm. or spending actual quality time with your children. Does the floor need to be mopped every day? Or should you be, you know, could you sit down and talk with your kids, have dinner with them, you know, and not be rushed? Mm -hmm. And I know. Even staying at home, it is exhausting. It is. It is exhausting. Especially when you ca your kids are younger. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the day is over and it's like, oh, thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's well fed, rested in their beds. Yes. Just call it a day and tomorrow uh -huh. we'll start again. again. Yes. Yeah. What does your husband, what was his uh, support or how... Because many, many women have told me, well, yeah, it is so easy, but my husband wouldn't like for me to stay at home. And sometimes they want to stay at home, but they can't because they say that uh, they have to because whatever reasons or because they have the career. How come I remember uh, a lady that I met, she had a master's as well like you on uh, another area, but she had the fir her first baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in a seminar that I was teaching that... Um, And then I met them with other couples. And when I am mentioning, what is your choice? What is going to be your choice? Because in this seminar, it was couples that were just getting married, so part of a marriage preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, girl, you woman, are you thinking about staying home with your kids? We need to talk about all of that right now. Yes. When you are engaged, I was telling mm -hmm. them. And then later on, when I met one-to-one -one with the couples, uh, she said that she had that in her heart. To stay at home. Mm -hmm. So now she had a newborn baby. But when she brought it up, especially the women in her family, mm -hmm. her relatives will say, no, why are you going to do that? What a waste. Yes. You went to school for nothing. Mm -hmm. But then she said, but I want to stay home. And then I remember asking the husband, what do you think about it? And he said, yes, if that's what she wants, whatever the thing that my child will be cared for his mother. Yes. And I was lucky enough. I, I, I may complain about my husband 
but that you know and i think i don't know what woman does it because if they don't then it's and they know, complain they about us life yes i'm sure i know i know he does because i'm not perfect either um but yeah um i have been blessed with a good husband and like you said and we did we talked about it when we were uh dating and getting you know engaged uh and i told him i was like i think I would like to stay home with my kids mm-hmm. because I like that my mother raised yes. us. And so I, I don't know if he took it serious then and, you know, but yeah, when um, our third child was born and I got to stay home, that, that I think was part of the decision also was um, it just so happened that I was able to do some work out of my house. Mm-hmm. And go in once a week and just turn it in. And I would take my kids to the office and turn in my work. Oh, beautiful. It was. And uh, and then, yeah, just pick up more, more maps. Because, oh, by the, I didn't tell you what I used to do. I was a soil scientist yes. with the uh, Natural Resources Conservation Service. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so at the time we were, I was able to, to do inventory um, as the technology was coming in. You know, so I was able to take stuff home and, and do it at home. And I realized I was really enjoying being home with my children. And you were one of the first women that I heard that stay, that was able to work from home in this kind of field. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. And, and so. So you lived both things. Yes. Being at the office all the time and then gradually going occasionally to the office and staying home. Mm-hmm. And then it's a beautiful example also that your kids saw you. Yes. So you're working, but you're also at home with them. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had the the newborn because he was uh he was newborn. And he would he would spend the time with me in the room. And the older two, I actually had a friend come over and help me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's like, "So what's the plan? What are they?" I was like, "Okay, well they you know they I would like for them to go out to the park and you know and um, lunchtime I would come and eat, come down and mm-hmm. eat with them, or we'd go picnic or you know and." Uh, <clears throat> then I'd go back up and finish, and uh, so yeah, it it was. I I realized that I really enjoyed spending that time with my children, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, going back to what my husband thought of it when I told him because I was earning more money than he was at the time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Are you sure we're not gonna make it?" He's like, "We're not gonna make it." I was like, "Yeah, we'll be fine." We'll be fine. We're just going to have to tighten the belt, and we'll be we'll be okay. Like, and if it doesn't work, well, then I'll go back. I well, like what you just said. If it doesn't work, I'll go back. Because I know women have tried it, either for different reasons, either economic or maybe they just can't. Yeah, some I people remember. is just not in their nature to to. They need to be more social. They mm-hmm. need to, to to get out there because we're all different. And for some of us, it works. And for some of us, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's great to have that opportunity. And overall, I think sometimes we deny even the possibility of a thought. Can I stay at home? Yeah. yeah. So think about it. What would you like to do? Um, well, all of you that are listening, think about it. What would you like to do? Um, I remember also another lady that I met a couple of years ago that she stayed at home as well. And her kids went also to Catholic schools and so on. And expensive, of course, it is. My mm-hmm. husband was working and she was staying at home. But now, years later, uh, you know, I see that. And, and she told me also as well, like like you, that it was the best thing that she could have done. That um, their kids get to have the best education. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she was obviously helping them get to places go part of this club and this and that and, and all of the activities that I had to do they enrich their the curriculum. Yes. In a way that I think almost all of them got married to scholarships in universities. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're working and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do it? The kids are gonna grow up, they're gonna go to college. How are we gonna pay? We need to work. We need to save. We need Saving. to mm-hmm. have this funding. And in her case, I remember she telling me years ago, God is gonna provide. Mm-hmm. Did. And I celebrate that, and you are also part of this. And he did, because I can honestly tell you, there were months 
that my husband would get paid once we moved down to to Texas because we were in in, uh, Baton Rouge for a while and we kind of moved around wherever the best job was. That's where we were. And uh, so we've finally settled and um, we've been here 20 years. But um, yes, God provides because there was my husband would get paid once a month. And uh, yeah, and I'd be okay about making all the payments, balancing the checkbook. And I was just like, okay. We're down. It's the twenty fifth. There's so many more days for the, and we're down to the last ten dollars for, in the bank, and mm. um, that's it. I was like, hopefully nobody gets sick. Hopefully mm-hmm. they don't need anything for a project. You know, hopefully there's nothing, no field trip coming up, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're down to the last ten dollars, and I can afford a gallon of milk and some eggs to get us through the week. But you know. Everything was always okay. You always had something to put on the table. I always had something to put on the table, and it never came down to, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And healthy. Those yes. $10 was just in case the milk is, yeah, that we need another gallon. Exactly. It was just in case, but they were there. And God always was like, yeah, it, it, it was always there. A great administrator to became. <laughs> yeah. And that- I'm thinking of Proverbs 31. And I think I need to find it and read it. Uh-huh. Because I think it's so appropriate. About the wife, the woman. And uh, let me see. A good wife who can find. She's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Oh my gosh. Letty, I think I'm just concentrate on this. Mm-hmm. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers girdles to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways in her household. And she doesn't eat the bread of illness. Her children raise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surprise them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. How beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. So through anything that we do mm-hmm. in our lives, we have an opportunity to be this woman. Yes. In your daily work, at the office, at the factory, in your daily work at home. But overall, how beautiful. I love these. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. And I really admire you because, yes, many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them. And what a beautiful way to keep on serving God. That you made a decision and you said, this is what I'm going to do. This is the way I'm going to serve God. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly what it is. That's my way of serving God. Because he gave me the gift of four children. So he gave me clay to mold. And um, yes, that, I, that, that has been one of my greatest motivators is I need to do right. Mm-hmm. And if I have no other influence, I want it to be on the four children he gave me. And that they be good people. And they are. Thank you. So I honor you for uh, dedicating all of these years to them. And for making that choice. And for living it. And um, for being strong. Even when there was $10 in the bank. Yes. And for continuing and for impulsing your children because really, you know, 
I really want to ask you, what is the reason why you're here? Why is your reason why God gave you children? To love them. Yes. To love them. We are co-creators with him. And I love what you say about the clay. The clay is there. He formed it. He made it. Mm-hmm. But it is through our daily lives with them, with our children, that the clay is takes different colors and different shades and different shapes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing? It is. And we have, and, and I do see it that way because when, like I said in the beginning, when, when we started that shaping them with our values, I saw him, my oldest, being shaped with values that were not mine. And uh, and that's not what I wanted. It's when he was little in daycare. Yes. But you saw that this is not going what I think it's supposed to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How beautiful. And I think over time is also that a confirmation has has been over and over about your decision to stay home. Yes. And I think one of the, the, the what made it easier for me was um, my father went with me to turn in my letter of resignation. Oh, wow. What did your father tell you when, because I remember the words that he had for you before and for his children, that he wanted all of you to have an education. Yes. And to me, I felt that I was letting him down if I quit my job. And um, and so I talked to him. He, he happened to be in Baton Rouge with me at the time. That's where we were at the time. And um, my third child was born. And by this time, my mom had already passed. Well, she didn't get to know any of my children, unfortunately. But my dad stepped into mother's shoes. <laughs> and um, he came down to help me. Um, baby was about mm, three weeks old. He came down to help me. And um, yeah, if nothing else, he would watch the other ones while I took a shower. And he would help me cook. What a beautiful support. Yes, it, it was a beautiful support. And um, so I told him that I wanted to quit. And he told me that the most important thing is family. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that's what I had decided, then do it. And he accompanied me because where else was I going to leave the kids? <laughs> we went. We drove to the office. He went with me, my three kids. Mm-hmm. We all got out of the car. I had my letter of resignation in hand. I turned it in. And um, they asked me, are you sure this is what you want to do? I turned around and looked at my father. And he's like, well, you decided. It's your, your decision. I said, yes, this is what I want to do. And I still remember walking out the door. Tears rolled down my eyes. And my father told me, he's like, why are you crying? He's like, what if I don't ever get another job? He's like, you're not, you're not going to get another chance to be a mother again. Oh. How beautiful. But to me, that was the biggest thing because I, I honestly, that's one of the reasons I struggled with Wanting to keep working was because I, was, I felt like, well, my father said, you know, plus he's like, well, you're getting an education because I don't want you to ever have to depend on anybody. But I think I took it back then at the wrong reason that, you know, he he meant that if we were in a, ever in a bad situation. Yes. And uh, so he wanted to know that if we were ever in a bad situation, we would be okay. Mm-hmm. But my situation was good. So... And, and you never know, you know, there's other things that happen in life that... Exactly. When you're prepared, yeah, it will be easier and better for you. And you said, am I going to get another job? Yes, you were going to get another job. Mm-hmm. In anything. It was not as a soil scientist. It would have been about something else. Yeah, something else. Something that would have been, uh, I guess, where I could also spend time with my children. Mm-hmm. So I love coming back to your father. your father's words. It's your decision. Yes. So it was your decision, and um, I want to thank you so much for for that because I think uh, I learned many more things from you that I didn't know, and uh, I really hope that all of you girls, ladies that are listening, 
if it is in your heart, find a way, make a plan. Yes, make a plan. And make it possible. Mm -hmm. If you are in a situation that you can do it, it can be done. We don't need to drive the most luxury car. We don't need to have extra things that really are not of the real core value of of maybe that call that you're having today or that you had for some time. So be brave, be strong, decide, and celebrate life. Give yourself the opportunity to try. Just try. I love that. So it's been a wonderful conversation with you all and nuestro diario caminar. And Leti, thank you so much for your words. Well, thank you for the opportunity to let me share with you. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you and I have shared a lot, like 30 years. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but yeah, you have also been one of my inspirations because I have seen you raise your own six children. <laughs> And stay home and make do with what you have and and things change and you know, but you you have you were also an inspiration to me. Thank you. Because you know what I do remember is that when we moved to McAllen and um you were my support here because I didn't know anybody. And your husband has gotten a job here and yes. it happened that we were living here. Yes. Yes. And uh and you became our support here. And I, I, I remember you kind of guided me around what things for kids to do in McAllen and the, li- oh, my favorite, the library. <laughs> yes. Our favorite always. Uh-huh. We're hundreds, of, no, thousands of books. Yes. <laughs> With our kids, to our kids and our kids themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I do. I remember that, you know, you kind of guided me through, you know, especially when we moved here and. I I had just quit my job about six six months prior to that. Mm-hmm. So you were also an example to me to, you know, it can be done. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. And it's all, what do you, you know, what's important to you and do what's important to you. Because that's what I always saw you do. Yes, I always did. Uh I sometimes wasn't sure if what I was doing is what I was supposed to be doing, but I always allow myself in all the decisions and all the walks that I did to to be at peace, to be in silence, to be in solitude, and then kind of listen that voice or that's be aware for that sign that is going to tell you this is the next, that's the next, that's the next. And you know, I think trusting. Yes. In the higher power, trusting in exactly. the divine providence. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we sometimes are lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in our case, uh, well, a lot of criticisms because from different people, even relatives, like another baby, another baby. Yes. You know, I, I got that too. You do, <laughs> yes. yes. And you know, it is so beautiful that I love that we women have a choice. Yes. Your choice, my choice. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I chose to stay home as well. Yes. And I chose mm-hmm. to be generous with the gift of life, as you did too. Mm-hmm. And uh, God gave us these children, and all his plans have always been there for each and each one of them. Yes. And... Um, I shared a lot of things, like you said, and I remember when I was gonna, I was pregnant with my baby number four. I had this wonderful friend, and previously I had talked about this a little bit, um, in another program. She had a beautiful, wonderful, big home. She had people that helped her, but she only had two kids. We were having breakfast in my little apartment. And, uh, I wasn't sure if it was the time to tell her that I was expecting baby number four. But then I said, guess what? I'm expecting. She was glad. She was happy. But she had a couple of tears. Because she said that she couldn't have more kids. That she would have loved to have more. I'm staying at home as well. I have the biggest house. And I can't have more children. 
So for me, that is so important. Yes. You know, how do you decide to have children number one, number two, number three, or whatever children you have? Well, just like I said, be quiet in a quietness state of mind of being in the busyness of raising all your other children and be attentive because sometimes God is telling you it's time mm -hmm. for another one, for another one of my children to be here. Yes. And now that you say, like people say they, they plan, I can say that I did not plan mm -hmm. how, the, when, how many children, how, no, I did say I want four children. I did it at the very beginning. That kind of scared my husband. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I didn't say, okay, well, okay, this one's already two. So now it's time to get pregnant with the other. No, it was just, they come when they come. Yes. And love them as they are. Yes. That's so beautiful. That's the beauty of being open and being aware of, of uh, and being waiting. You know, many times. It's more than, I don't know, several times when I've done seminars also on this natural family planning and, and all this fertility, natural, natural fertility regulation. I found women that regret not have had more children. Mm -hmm. Why? Because their mom, their friends, their relatives told them, but what for? Mm -hmm. Another one? What for? You're fine. Your kids are already this age. Do you want to start again? Oh yeah, I already I got that too. It's just like, well, you already have a boy and a girl. You you don't need more. Mm -hmm. You know, we really forget that God calls us to be generous with life. Yes, because it is His. Mm -hmm. Yes, what a more generous way of dedicating time, being in this position, and and if you are able to, why not? You know, just to be open to life and uh, to honor. That gift that yes. woman who has. Mm -hmm. And um, so I love, Letty, that you continue honoring your father and your mother and your kids, your husband, and God through the decisions that you have made in your life. And also that you're giving us an example of it's possible, it's doable, trust, and uh, just don't be afraid. Be sure about what you're doing. Your emotions, your worries, your your what if, give them to God. Yes, exactly. And like you said earlier when we started that I'm a very peaceful person, and I think that's where my peace comes from. All right. Yes, because that's that's exactly where my peace comes from is, is from God. Because I I can do nothing but give Him my problems, my everything, and He takes care of it. Your hopes, your loves, your yes. womanhood. Thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure again to have you here in Nuestro Diario Caminar, Leti. Gracias. Gracias, Lidia.